Welcome to the Tweets of the Week. Wow. New voice, new you. I was going to go for like a New York accent, but <laughs> I thought I would keep this classy. I like it. Let's stick with this. Unless somebody tweets to you and says, can you do it in a New York accent? Then you're committed, right? I'll be committed for okay. sure. Yeah. Well, apparently everybody loved last week's we'll get show. To that. Oh, I, I'm sure we will. <laughs> I guess I was in the minority. Well, we'll start off with New York. Okay. Um, so if you'll remember, Nicholas Blake had asked us for some advice and we, in a, in a rare time on the show when we talk about running, we did give him advice. <laughs> right. Uh, so he thanked us for the great New York City Marathon advice. I'll stock up on throwaway clothes, but I'm not looking forward to the hills. Yeah, the hills are not, I, I would say they're not as bad as Boston. Oh, though, definitely so, not. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they are there, but. I think like the biggest hills or, or throughout the race, the big hills are just like getting on, you know, the bridge. The bridges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. I agree. And then there is that last hill uh, going down. Uh, right before you get into the park at, at the very finish. And that one's kind of tough, but, I mean, like we said, you know, the crowd is, is, is cheering. You're, you're, you're close to the finish, and, and so it's just all... He's going to do great. It's all true grit there, you know? Yep. Well, and Kevin King also tweeted in to say, some marathon advice. Can't go slow enough at the start. He's talking about New York. Um, coming off the 59th Street Bridge is awesome, and the race really begins at mile 18. Yeah, but you can go slow enough at the start, right? Yeah, you can. Like if you if you start running backwards, you're going too slow. <laughs> right, it's not even helpful. Right, or doing like karaoke or not not karaoke. Karaoke singing. Uh huh. No, but they're also called karaoke oh, where they? you do the left foot <laughs> over the right foot thing right. sideways running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably yeah. too slow as well. No, but I meant like I meant like not not running backwards towards the finish line. I'm talking about <laughs> if you like run backwards in the wrong direction. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that would be... That's going too slow. That would be going too slow. Mm-hmm. That would be actually making it further away from the destination. That's probably not a good idea. Yeah, further into Staten Island is never <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> uh, Carter also tweeted in to say, Empty your heads, don't think about anything. And that is how New York City was destroyed by the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Didn't get it. I'm sure you guys <laughs> yeah. will enlighten me. Yeah, it's a Ghostbusters reference. Okay. It was really good. We were talking about the the whole concept of Inception, uh, where when you say "Don't think about anything," you think about anything. Oh, is that mm-hmm. what happened on Ghostbusters? You know, the the funny thing is about that. So Carter, if you uh-huh. guys don't know, is my cousin. Uh-huh. Probably a couple few years older than me. Not exactly <laughs> sure how many years, but it's not six. Uh-huh. Uh, but. I recall when he was in Arizona going to see Ghostbusters with him probably 30-some years ago in the movie theater. So he probably did you like it? He, he probably doesn't remember that. What did, you, what did you do during the movie if you didn't have an iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall, but <laughs> I thought I liked it okay. I was probably eight or nine years old, something like that. So talking about liking, not liking things, Satya Morthy tweeted in to say, have you seen this based on a recent discussion about bib swapping? And it's Jen A. Miller's post about seeing people try to buy and sell Broad Street bibs. And she included a link to a runner or to a story that she had written about that yeah i think somebody mentioned about lisa reeves and you know suffering the wrath of her if you did some bib swapping yeah. and we also talked about the people that bib swap to get into boston yeah with I, that exhaustive research yeah. done by that one yeah. gentleman i just i would stay away from doing that it really does kind of upset me hey guys we have good news we have more 
new listeners who are binging. Okay. So, for instance, Ryan tweeted in to say, looking forward to binge listening to Pace the Nation tomorrow on my way to Boston. And they hashtagged it on episode 41. Mm -hmm. Listening bump works. 10 minute bump. I was hoping he would hashtag it more than a feeling. (laughs) Because he's on his way to Boston. Yeah. All right. Well, 10 minutes. I mean. We'll take that. We'll take it. You only are guaranteed a five-second bump, mm-hmm. obviously. But yeah, as, as I always as I always say, that that's nine minutes and fifty-five seconds on you, and five <laughs> seconds that we are we responsible for. Yeah. yeah. Um, and JBM also tweeted in to say, "Oof, fell off the running wagon. Haven't run for ten days. Back on the road today. Plugging on. Listening to Pace Nation helps." Well, we are there for you. So we'll be there tomorrow, the next day. So. Yeah, let's get a good streak going, JBM. JBM, we actually were talking about should we just release an episode every day? Uh, sounds like that might help you get your more <laughs> we, consistent training we in. Were, we were talking about that. Yeah. And we do the show for the listeners, so whatever their needs are. Uh, except for a show every day. I'm not sure we have. <laughs> but we don't have to record every day, but we're talking about releasing something every day. There's some stuff that is goes on behind the scenes when the mics are on that doesn't make the show. I think that I don't be, know that that needs to get out no, there. I, there was some, <laughs> Joanna was going off on somebody earlier on. You were? I think you were taking a work call at the time. Uh, was it me? Uh, she wasn't going. No, it wasn't about you. It wasn't about you. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, check because the tape. I took a work when, call. Check the tape when you edit it. Um, so we also had, uh, Mark Johnson on the show last week and he tweeted in to say, I'm still coming down from being a guest on Pace Nation. We think you can have your lunch and eat it too. You guys rock. Well, Mark, Michael, you guys were, were awesome and it worked. The lunch run had, it was a success, you know, rousing success, rousing success. So, you know, 20 some people there. So, uh, how'd you do on the, on the meals? Um, so I actually forgot. So Whole Foods was our food vendor, food partner for the first mm-hmm. run. And I forgot how many meals I had requested. And I thought it was only 10. Right. So when we're creeping like up to 18, like the 20th person shows up, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how are we going to feed all of these people? But uh-huh. I was leading the run. So I basically told my staff, I'm like, I need you to Jesus this. Like, just yes. like turn the water into wine, figure out how to feed these people. Okay, uh-huh. bye. Jesus. <laughs> But then I came back and I'd actually ordered more meals, so we were fine. Oh. Nice. Finally, the, the, the story in the Bible is mm-hmm. that Jesus had like a basket of bread mm-hmm. and was able to feed large crowds. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, millions. I don't think they, they dealt in millions uh, <laughs> 2,000 years ago. Thousands then. Okay. Um, yeah, but, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew that. Of course. Yeah. yeah. No need to no need to explain. Okay, so Satya had a kind of random tweet this week where he he asked if we saw this and it was a link to an article. Sorry, Coast Guard, Ocean Bubble Man says he'll try running to Bermuda again. Yeah. I saw that I didn't get to read it. Joanna, we were talking about bubbles earlier. I know, do I you, do I you like, like this bubble. bubble? I, well yeah, I do. I think this is this is really well, the bubbles were trending down. Does this help it go back up? This helps yeah, the trend's okay. going up now. Yeah, so this this guy actually tried to run to from Florida to Bermuda, and the Coast Guard picked him up. And I guess he has a publicist, and he called his publicist from the bubble. Um, <laughs> but it cost I I don't know tens of thousands of dollars uh, for the Coast Guard to get him and say you can't be doing this; it's dangerous. So that they had to pull him out of the water, 
and then uh, he says he's going to do it again. So I'm I'm envisioning a bubble where it's like it's like something. It looks wheel. like a like a almost like a big hamster. Oh, a hamster wheel. Type yeah, deal. like one of those. Yeah. If you had a hamster and you were like letting them run around the house in a ball, but then this ball is like attached to yeah, a think, larger structure. Yeah, I think he made this as well. Okay, which is, it's just impressive. It is. Can I can I just say like when I see stuff like this, I I feel like I'm working too hard in life. <laughs> yes. Like for somebody somebody who has this much time and a publicist and and right. is gonna run the Bermuda in a self made like why am I working hamster wheel? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Probably a millennial in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was a millennial, he wouldn't want to run. That's yeah. true. Or, That's or, true. Or maybe if it was a millennial, he'd be like, I'm going to run to Bermuda, but you better not time me. That's, that is true. <laughs> Bernadette Kay also had an interesting tweet this week. Uh, she tweeted in and said, run pacers. I think you all should sign up to be a collection point for medals for metal. Mm-hmm. Hashtag runners would unite. What's uh, that? So medals for medals uh, or medal for metal, they collect runners medals from races and then mm-hmm. they they give them to typically it's kids but also adults who have debilitating illnesses cool yeah and i mean i i think that that's a good idea i don't need all the medals that i have right do you only need the ones from the uh, boston 5k that you do every year correct for your shadow box well, Lyco, i know you're <laughs> listening uh do some research on that i think that's a good idea to get us established as a drop-off point is it, is the podcast now your your like executive to do list? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, when you're done with that, please pick up my dry cleaning. <laughs> yeah, the dog. There's, I mean, there's, the, it was the cat. Yeah, because of the cat, I had to catch the cat last I night. I actually <laughs> had to take that dry cleaning to. Uh, I had to take that shirt to dry cleaning, and, I, and the lady said, "I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get that stain out of that shirt." The mud. The mud. Yeah. Hmm. Freaking cat. I think you need your dry cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Chris, I know you're really worried about the rain slowing I down am. business in the stores, yeah. but I don't think you need to be because okay. Satya Morthy tweeted in uh, an interesting read from Inc.com, which is how to expand your business by creating a compelling podcast. Ah, okay. Yeah, but the key word there is compelling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't? Tell, tell us another story about your cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that didn't do it? You're telling me that the cat story wasn't compelling. Yeah, I think that was that was probably one of the highlights of the the, the entire show. So no you, offense, Joe. I actually I actually like the article. I think you yeah. should read it because they were talking about um, some of the stuff that that they thought was good was like the behind the scenes on the article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the behind the scenes of the business. Yeah. And I, like when I was reading it, I was like, well, maybe maybe when you guys do these expos, people. I mean, because you know when we when we had uh, Lisa on, she's like talking about. Well, we get there at 4 a.m. I, I think that people loved listening to... Yeah, well, that was originally what we were supposed to be yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Remember in the first episode, we talked about how I count nutritionals until yeah. midnight. Yeah. yeah. You you work counting nutritionals. Uh, you, I got the email at about 10.30. So it wasn't midnight, but... Yeah. Quit, quit making yourself to be a bigger Well, that's what he said are. on the show. I'm direct <laughs> yeah. quoting the show. Yeah. I just listened to that today. Uh, he did. That was like episode, episode one? one. Wow. Um... Why anyway, you torture yourself listening to episode one. I well, I wanted to. I got nervous that my trivia wasn't okay. correct, so I wanted yeah. to just fact check before okay. I brought it to the air. Oh, we're on the air now. Yeah. So Chris Bouquet tweeted in, and he said, "Found our guy at Ragnar Trail VA, who is a big topic on episode twenty-three of Pace the Nation. Unlike Ragnar DC, Chiller four four three didn't run an extra two miles." 
And then he has a picture of a bearded gentleman wearing Maryland flag shorts. Oh, that's nice recall. Good shot of Maryland flag shorts in the wild. Is this going to be our 2016 <laughs> Edison bulbs? It, could, it might, maybe. You can make this guy famous? I don't know that my dad's going to be able to participate <laughs> in these patrols. You're, so your dad's not going to be able to be on Maryland uh, shorts patrol? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. I think this is it. So, so okay. Well, let's just make this another game, but uh, uh, we won't call off the Edison bulb search. True. You yeah. Do both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 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 as we talked about earlier, our listeners are expanding, so you can choose a side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So remember, we talked about uh, Boston songs. Mm-hmm. A couple episodes ago, I think more than a feeling one, right, Farley? Yeah, if I if I recall correctly, uh-huh. I think the the uh, the most Boston of all Boston songs. The tweeters mm-hmm. voted. <laughs> tweeters voted more than a feeling. Um, well, JT running DC uh, tweeted in to say, "I'm shipping up to Boston for the win." I had "Kiss Them for Me" on my playlist through Wellesley, and then she has in parentheses, "Yes, I was delayed." All right, so maybe I was wrong. More than a feeling. Maybe it was third for her. She didn't mention that enough. <laughs> it was too obvious. Yeah. It was too obvious for her to mention. Right. Um, it, continuing in Boston, JT also tweeted in to say, caught up on episode 51, how was more discussion not given to Ren Pacer doing a check-in on Newton Hills? Yeah. How is there not more discussion on that? Maybe because you guys are tired of me talking about myself? Is that it? You mean, so if I understand the question correctly, he's saying that you're on a tough part of the course. Right. And... And not only are you going through the tough part of the course, but you're also dedicated to the podcast, giving us a segment. Yes. Yeah. I think I, uh, I think he, he's right in giving me props in that. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good call. Um, I'm, glad that we, I'm glad that you brought it to our attention. Um, good job, Farley. Way, way, to be, uh, uh, way to be awesome. This is hard for him. You can tell. <laughs> Very hard for him. But thank you, Docs. Can't find the right words. <laughs> Shocking. Um, so we also had tweeted out a picture of the Ravenclaw Run Club magnet that I got. Mm-hmm. And Amanda responded with, the real question is, when will we see Pace the Nation magnets? That's amazing. I saw that this week. And they were already in the process of being made and delivered. And we got them now. So right. Joanna will have them. She's got to go by the Navy Yard uh, Pacers running store. And I don't know, give her the secret code Paste the nation magnet, secret <laughs> password, paste the nation magnet, uh-huh. and she'll give you one. Well, or send a sass. Send or, a sass or send yeah. a sass. Because yeah. I believe Amanda is from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Perfect. Now, if the real question is when will we see the paste the nation magnets, I guess the real answer is today. Today. Mm-hmm. Today's the answer. Well, that's the real answer. Mm-hmm. Right. So Andrea tweeted in, found this recently. So this is what Studio 1A looks like. How come Docs doesn't get a chair? Yeah, guys, when am I going to get a chair? (laughs) 53 episodes into this, when do I get a chair? It's just not true. He's had a chair the entire time. Uh, I'm not sure why on that episode he was on a stool. Yeah, I think we we covered this before. That is not what Studio 1A looks like. No. And I think... I think that the stool was fine, but I do I do appreciate you you making me a victim. Uh, who doesn't like that? He loves to play that role. Yeah, yeah. I, I did take a little umbrage with the article. Love the article, and it's it's 
one of those evergreen articles that continues to circulate on Run Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they put it heavy in the rotation recently because of our one-year anniversary birthday party. Mm-hmm. One of the quotes was, we don't do any pre-production at all. We just sit <laughs> yeah. down and, in front of the mics and whatever we say is the show. It's very authentic. I don't know if that's entirely true. Rene Russo said that? Yes. Uh, we do We do prep work. Well, we definitely do prep work. Obviously, we don't. <laughs> maybe some, maybe a couple people do, but, but not all three of us. I have apparently. notes about the show. Yeah, but Farley, what I'm saying is, Farley, define the word we. All right. I think the three of us mostly do. Every week, I have notes on the show yeah. that... You're not get. You're not tracking uh, here. All right. You're you're too offended. Uh, I need to I need to talk you down for a okay. second. All my right. whole my whole point is that w- you and I do pre-production without Joanna. Right. That's my whole. What? point. What is that? Right. What's been happening? Yes. That's so. Actually, <laughs> that's the reason why she was quoted. Yeah. Such a boys' club. Yeah, yeah. She has no idea. No idea. All right. That cleared <laughs> it up. So it's not inaccurate. Fine. You got you. Yeah, you now who's the victim? <laughs> you are right. Um, oh, we had another question this week from Gerard, who tweeted in to say, Hey, Run Pacer, Jotorius DC, is it a stated goal of Pace the Nation podcast to discuss the races you've run but never mention finishing times? I think that's an unstated goal. Yeah, I think we do mention times. We do, yeah. Well, we definitely mentioned Farley finishing times. Yeah, that's the only, the only thing I really care about is my under three hour times. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Hey, Gerard, I'm on the show too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I don't race, so I was going to say because he, he specifically mentioned you, you talk about a PR and all that, but I don't know if you actually say your actual times. I guess because I figure that people have access to the internet, so mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need to say what my time is because they can just look it up anyway. Oh, you think people are going to spend their free time Googling your race results? Do people not after races <laughs> look at results like I do? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Professional running nerd. Yeah. It's in my Twitter yeah, handle. It it's like everything you need yeah. to know. Um, well, Jared, if there's a specific race you're curious about, I'm happy to talk about my times. Is it is it a stated goal of of the podcast? I, I think uh, I don't think that's been a stated goal. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think it is. It's cool to talk about progress and PRs and, and we're the experience in, and experience, the race. and we're we're interested in we're interested in in you know the whole package, not necessarily just the time, but yeah, we can throw out some times. Joanna ran seventy four minutes in the last uh, ten miles she did, and that was a PR, mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Um, and I ran under three hours, no asterisks needed, and that's pretty much all <laughs> you need to know. <laughs> and I haven't raced in years. Um, so this past Monday caused a lot of angst for our listeners. Yes, and myself. Mm-hmm. So C.T. McGee tweeted in to say, it's already a rainy Monday morn and now this. And he had a picture of our podcast with a little error box that said episode unavailable. Yeah. Poor McGee. Poor (laughs) C.T. McGee. Um, Yeah, that sucked because I know Doc's, Doc's spent a lot of time. You were up late getting that thing done Sunday night. Well, it was done, and I was trying to test the feed, and, and it wasn't working. And I thought, because I have to post, just a little behind the scenes, I have to post a file to the server, which the iTunes reads. And if I make a mistake in that code, then it will 
it will kill the feed. So I thought it was something that I did. And so I was like doing all sorts of troubleshooting, trying to figure out why doesn't this work after all this time, you know, like, cause it's, it's automatic now. And, and then I did some research and, and saw like the next day that our web server, uh, which would go through SoundCloud, they had an outage. They were doing some, some coding on their own. So all podcasts that host on SoundCloud were unavailable for about two days. So it wasn't and just us. It wasn't just us. And it just happened to be at the time uh, that we posted, that we post on, because if they did the maintenance on Wednesday or Thursday, I would never have known. You would never noticed, right? Yeah. yeah. So most important wasn't my fault. <laughs> uh, and it was fixed, uh, I guess, shortly in, in Monday morning. But I was reading like, you know, some, some of these other message boards with, with uh, other podcast hosts and people were not happy no, that they did I that. Bet. Well, I'm glad we got it out a couple hours late, but I'm glad we got it out on Monday because uh, I know you guys want the show Monday morning and I, we appreciate that. And Docs definitely works hard behind the scenes to make that happen. Thank you, Docs. Thanks. Um, we also had Andrea R. tweet in about her podcast bump. So she said, a new podcast bump after being interviewed at the party. I ran all three American Odyssey relay legs at 30 seconds per mile faster. Total nice. mile 17.6. Nice. So that's a six times podcast. That's, so that's a-, a couple few <laughs> oh, man. podcast bump right there. Well, that's that. Yeah. Like, I mean, a 30 seconds per mile bump. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That is, that is, that's a great effort. That's awesome. Um, we also had some good feedback from episode 52 with Michael and Mark from Saucony. So Kevin King tweeted in to say, hold the phone, run Pacer handing out signatures, his dream come true. Hey, it's not the first time there. Kevin. What was the first time? When was the first time you signed an autograph? Um, actually, it was the first time. <laughs> now it's probably on the spot. Yeah, it was. Good point. Just being honest. Mm-hmm. Was it a dream come true? Um, I, you know, it didn't. It wasn't a dream come true. Dream shattered? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't something I'd thought about. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that Michael really enjoyed the show. All right. Well, this is where we need one of uh, Joanna's famous moving ons. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, Satya Morthy tweeted and say one of my favorite running books is by The Oatmeal, and the book is called The Terrible and Wonderful Reasons Why I Run Long Distances. I haven't read that book. I'll have to uh, check that out. Do you think there's pictures in there? Because, I mean, he's an artist, too, so I would assume it's got yeah. pictures. I bet you he does, but I have no idea. Do you think it's as good as the terrible, no good, very bad, awful day? <laughs> With, about uh, the Alexander's uh, yeah. iPhone breaking? Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. I think that book is much better. That's a classic. That that book yeah. got got turned into a movie. As you can see, guys. Oh, yeah, new iPhone. Yeah, the new iPhone. screen is p- fixed. So then why are you being such a jerk today? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, Kevin King also said, Michael and Mark from Saucony are the perfect Pacer Nation guests. They know exactly how to set up Run Pacer to get the perfect question. Yeah, I had no idea he was going to ask that question. I, I guess I, I'm assuming he's talking about the running through D.C. and my wind briefs. But, yeah, I, I didn't plan on telling that story at that point. I thought it might come up. Uh, Carter had asked about it earlier, so I thought it might come up, but he put me on the spot. Yeah, you know, I need to come up with something that was compelling. 
Well, I, th- I thought maybe Kevin King's note was kind of like how, how he was asking questions so that he could talk about how his PR was faster than you were. Oh, that's, that, that could like be that. it, too. So maybe, maybe there's several different instances. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Kevin King also said, clear PSA to any future suitors for Jotorius DC. Do not propose at the end of a marathon race. Absolutely true. Yeah, she wasn't into that. No, definitely not. What about at like the halfway point? Not at a race. Not at a race. <laughs> not Just the... not at a race. Not in a public forum ever. Ooh, not even public. Not even public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what about you... on the jumbotron at a Lakers game? <laughs> no, as a Celtics <laughs> fan, definitely not. Yeah, look at that. What if it's what if it's a Lakers Celtics? No public forums. <laughs> All right, you hear that, Mister Wright? You know, you know, know the deal. Um, Michael B. Miller uh, tweeted in was totally on the edge of my seat for the magnet bandit reveal, but personally found it anticlimactic. What does that mean? Does it mean he's the actual? It's, is he admitting that he's the magnet guy or no? Yes, he is admitting it. Okay. Yes, because he's. This is something you can't appreciate. Okay. It's self-deprecating humor. Oh yeah, I don't really. You know can't that. relate to that. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Although I did like his uh, series of bits there. Well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and did, like I said last time, I can't wait to see what he's got in store next. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did put him on as one of the 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 yes v- very early potential suspects. I just want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Your blink reaction yeah, exactly. was spot on. Was Michael P. Um, Carter, who I think was the original person that asked you to tell your story about yes, the, the wind briefs. The wind briefs. He tweeted in to say further proof that Run Pacer is the wind brief king of DC and that this old dog can learn new tricks. And it was a link to an article: Cold weather runner Chris Farley makes trip from Georgetown to Fox Five Studio. Do you think that he had this in his drafts folder? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why he was, hey, Farley, when are you going to tell that Windbridge story? Because he had this tweet ready to go? Uh, yeah, I, th- I didn't think about that, but maybe he did. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's just, the only reason he's country, he's just cleaning up his drafts folder. <laughs> he, so, the, in the story, I'm interviewed by the Fox 5 weather guy at the end, and they asked me what is essential running gear on a day like mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. And one of my first go-tos was wind briefs. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and how many just, times did you say it? I probably said it once or twice. You said it twice. at least twice. I, I remember I that as twice. well. Yeah. So Carter just could not get over. He couldn't listen to the <laughs> he couldn't listen to the, any of the interview except for that. So he just called me the wind brief king of DC for both those instances. Mhm. Well, people really responded to that story. Uh, Midpack Biped said, episode 52, run Pacer's strongest performance, relatively. <laughs> I don't get it. He's paying you a compliment. Okay. Saying that that's your, episode 52 is your strongest performance. Relatively to what? Relative to what? Well, your other performances. Okay. <laughs> you know, Midpack and I have like a... a Love hate, love hate relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's days that he's complimentary. There's days that so I, I can never tell. Just take the compliment. Just take can, the compliment. I can never tell. Okay, thanks, Midpack. Um, my dad, Peter, also tweeted in to say, if "Farley and his tidy whiteies running the streets of DC, priceless." They were black. Uh, Chris Webb tweeted in about Mark, and he said, "In tenth grade, while working at Footsteps, Mark Johnson inspired me to be an 800 meter runner with this video." Yeah, so I guess that. Video that he tweeted in was of the 72 Olympics and Dave Waddle winning the 800 meters coming from behind in what it looks to be a painter's hat. Um, so 
kind of a... Do you think he was coming or going from work? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. I bet you if he just won the 800, he had to go to work afterwards. Yeah, he would have been too tired to win a gold coming <laughs> yeah, from, from painting all day. <laughs> I think he was going to work. That's a good question. Uh, Chris Webb also had another tweet this week, and he said, When is William E. Docs getting his own segment with intro music? Hashtag a moment with Dr. Docs, where Doc solves dilemmas. Do we want that, Joanna? Hmm. Am I solving other people's dilemmas or my own dilemmas? I guess that's up to you. Like, is it is it like on the couch with Dr. Docs where I bare my soul and, and somebody tells me why I have all these problems? I think it's you solving other people's problems. Kind of like Scooby-Doo. I like the first one where we're <laughs> telling all your problems. Uh-huh. I knew you would. <laughs> Um, Steve Lyko also had a good response to that from our account where he mm-hmm. tweeted back, uh, might need an asterisk for that segment, not a real doctor. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you do need an asterisk. <laughs> yes. Is that, good Farley, point, in, in your mind, is that a proper use of the asterisk? Yes, that's proper. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Steve. We also tweeted out from our account this week a picture that I had sent Steve that was a face swap of um, Farley's face on mine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, can uh, do we all have to participate in this conversation? <laughs> it's disturbing. Do we have to talk about this? Yeah, well, Satya Murthy said, I can't unsee that. Yeah. Um, Brian, Brian Knight said looks like a professor of the dark arts and Carter also asked how do you unsee that yeah I'm sorry I, 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 I guess uh, you can't and again I think that you know my my rant against face swap and snapchat and all this stuff was was pretty much on point um, and Jessica Rose also tweeted in um an article about um, Bernie Sanders joining Snapchat where he asked, why do I only get 10 seconds? And then she said, Chris, feel the burn, Farley. It's pretty funny. Good one, Jessica Rose. Um, We didn't have as many pet peeves as I thought we might. Remember, we asked people to tweet in what their pet peeves were. Um, So you had said, love Ryan, but these shirtless selfies are a little bit weird to me. Yeah. He's putting a second... Ryan Hall putting a second shirtless selfie up there. Yeah. Yeah. When you do it once, it, it you know, it, it's excusable. It could be an yeah. accident. When you do it twice, it's it's clearly a problem. Yeah. It's a bit he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jessica Rose responded saying, Farley's rants. Yeah. Also people who litter. Yeah. And I favorited that because I said, <laughs> if anybody says that Farley's rants, if that's their pet peeve, I will favorite it. All right. Your feel the burn was funny. That's not funny. <laughs> Um, I do agree about people who litter, um, but one of my big pet peeves is also people who don't recycle. I find that really annoying. What about companies that don't recycle? I don't like companies that don't recycle either. Yeah, mm. I find it I find it odd when I go somewhere and I have like a um, like a plastic bottle from lunch or something like that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, so so where's the recycle pin? They're like, just throw it away. Like yeah. you're in an office building. Mm. Better not mention the company you work for. <laughs> Um, I used to live with a guy from Indiana and he would drink like beer from glass bottles and then just throw them in the trash. And to me, that was just such an egregious error in his life. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm with you with the recycling, but I'm also a big convenience guy. So if there's no <laughs> recycling around, I'm not going to sleep over it. Well, I, like in my house, actually, I put all like I have a little 
place in the countertop for the recycles and then I just put them out in the bin and then when people come over to my house and they're like helping clean up which is very nice and very helpful right but then they start throwing away like plastic bottles and glass bottles and I'm, it's like very hard for me to take yeah tree huggers so I, I'm with you there Joanna um, we also talked about the Run Washington Party on the show this week and Pacers Running had tweeted out a, a picture of us uh an awkward family photo yeah what was happening to you that caused that that um i don't really know (laughs) she was doing some kind of bit there did you do that on purpose i think the photo is taking too long and i was like doing a fake reaction to a flash or something Uh yeah but i look i look like i'm ready for a photo that's like both he and i are engaged yeah. ready to take the picture and it's like you're on another planet it's like somebody's yeah. <laughs> saying one two three to us yeah and they're like on you know five Farley. six seven to you finally we look like we've been in the end zone before you know yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh. Uh, so ct mcgee tweeted in and he <laughs> said i like how the pace nation hosts always stay in the same formation yes he noticed i think that was your idea right mm-hmm. it was my it idea was that was idea. actually an audible yeah, uh, and and so uh, thank you for noticing. Yeah, it was it was plant we planted ourselves in that position. Mm-hmm. So yes. And Kevin King also said, "Has it been mentioned on Pace Nation that William E. Docs looks more and more like Doug Stamper on House of Cards?" Get over it. I think that's a great call, King. No Actually, way. Yes, I had to Google the guy. I don't think so. In that picture, though, there is a resemblance. I agree. I agree. I I I never thought of it until mm-hmm. Kang mentioned that. I, I liked it better when I looked like Steve Nash. <laughs> um, we also have our happy hour coming up, and we'd outsourced our to our listeners what we should do. Mm-hmm. So Annie Hughes tweeted in to say flagging a July happy hour idea for Pace Nation: the July twenty ninth Roslyn Film Festival showing of Top Gun. Done. Let's do it. I like it. Great Let's idea. It. Yeah, we're we're in. Kelly, put it on the calendar. Everybody else, buy your tickets. We're doing it. That that you know, when she tweeted that out, that was we all felt the same way. That's perfect. There's no discussion needed. We're in. Mm-hmm. It would be a real shame if Kelly and Steve didn't listen to the podcast because they would really have <laughs> no idea what their jobs were. That's yeah, true. Because we do not reply to their emails ever. <laughs> right. Sorry. Uh, Caitlin K also said a thought for the next happy hour. Join the Argo Run Club on Friday night at six p.m. for a few miles and booty beers. And hashtag run for booty. I assume that that's something that happens at their run club. I would need some more information before I agree to attend said <laughs> event. And the Argo, the Argo Run Club runs out of the Argonaut, which is all the way at the end of H Street in Northeast. I hear that area is hot. Andrea R. had a suggestion as well. She said, I suggest a Pace the Nation fun run happy hour from Pacers 14th Street on Monday night and happy hour at Duffy's to follow. We talked about doing the yeah. Destination fun, fun Run. Yeah, I think that's a that's a must do. I'm in. I'm running now. Yeah. All right. So let's um let's have uh let's do a running theme. Kelly or Steve to put together a date for that as well. Yeah. Um. And speaking of t-shirts, Caitlin K also asked, "Will there be a women's cut for the t-shirts?" Yes, both men's and women's. We are getting next level shirts per Kevin King's suggestion. And yeah, come on, Caitlin. Of course, we're going to have a women's cut. Yeah, yeah. feminist <laughs> fierce. This is an equality show. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's that's on par with uh, can the women run the uh, nautical beer mile? <laughs> that's right. So the grand reopening for 
Clarendon was this past Wednesday, uh, and P- Pace Nation tweeted out Chris meeting our number one Norwegian fan. It's great to meet you. I believe her name is Guru. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I hopefully she's still a fan. I haven't botched names. I think if you're the number one Norwegian fan, um, you know enough about Farley <laughs> not to be yeah, offended upset. by this. Now, did um, you guys think she was living in Norway? No, I knew that I, she. I, I knew she lived did. in DC. From her letter, she said that she she was a, an expat living in the DC area. Oh, okay, all right. Well, one only only I, Guru, thought that you were living in Norway. Because <laughs> um, I she told came her. a long way for that reopening. <laughs> I know. She yeah. Did. Uh, well, Kevin King commented on the picture. Is that a sports coat on Run Pacer? And John Keevy responded and said, "Looks like a purple crushed velvet ode to Prince. Respect." Nice. Yeah, that was that was that was very respectful yeah, of you, Farley. Respectful. I I figured if we weren't going to play Purple Rain on the mm-hmm. on the show the week prior, I could wear a uh, jacket that was an ode to Prince. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it was more blue than purple. Was it crushed velvet? It was velvetish. Was it really? Yeah. Was it, but was it crushed? <laughs> I don't know what crushed velvet is. Michael P. Miller tweeted in and said, just landed back in D.C. and got caught up on Runton Abbey, Pace and Nation edition. And then he had a great picture of a stylized Downton Abbey uh, logo with, with our logo superimposed on it. And some runners on there, too. Yeah. Do you think that it's brilliant... Do, like Photoshop. At this point, I mean, the guy. At is, this yeah. point, we should not even talk about how how great the Photoshop yeah, exactly. looks because it's yeah. great. I mean, that's just like a given, right? That's a given. That's what he yeah. does. But is it Runtown Abbey? Because it's Downtown Abbey. That's what we keep <laughs> saying is Downtown Abbey. Because it's probably spelled differently. I've never seen it. Downton Abbey is spelled how? Down T O N. But yeah. because we always joke on the show that it's Downtown Abbey. Right, because that's what I thought it was. So then I think we should call it Runtown Abbey. Okay. That's what he's... Yeah. Runtown Abbey. And, and so that's the first feedback tweet about the, the tweet episode. The British... The British edition. Accents. <laughs> yes. Um, Amanda tweeted in and said, Best tweets episode yet. Walking to the train, laughing out loud. I think those around me think I'm crazy. Nice. Um, Mark Drath, who does actually have dual citizenship, he is also actually british brag much <laughs> he tweeted in to say love you guys please never try british accents again agreed <laughs> chris webb also said all of the tweets of the week should be in a british accent you know here's what i think that people are doing you know when <laughs> when they when somebody gives you a courtesy laugh on a bad joke uh-huh. i think they're giving you like courtesy tweets on a bad bit. um amanda that... used all caps i'm pretty sure that she did really enjoy know. the tweets I think they appreciate you guys putting yourselves out there because mm-hmm. I think there that was admirable, but I think it just didn't work. <laughs> or these all these people are just trying to get a rise out of you or, or because uh, you you have just gone on the record of how against it you are. I was against it. Yeah, uh-huh. I made that pretty clear. I wonder. By the way, if, if uh, try sometimes we put little Easter eggs after the theme music. But there was some Easter eggs in that as well. Um, Satya Morthy said, listening to episode 52 tweets, I've never felt so bad for Run Pacer. He probably needed a couple Miller, a couple few Miller lights. Oh, I definitely had a couple few. And <laughs> six was probably the number after that show. <laughs> well, to be fair, he was drinking during that show. <laughs> you had well, a you drove longer. me to drink. <laughs> yes. No, you drank before we even started. Uh, that's true. 
That's true. And Andrea R. said, tweets in a dialect, very funny. Great start to a rainy Friday. So, I mean, from what I'm gathering, if we have the sides forming, it seems like there's an enormous amount of people on the pro side, and it's really mm-hmm. just you and Mark Drath on the con side. No, it's courtesy. Courtesy <laughs> tweets. <laughs> yeah. Courtesy tweets. Yeah. I- anybody knows about, like, sympathy votes and, and, and whatnot, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Listen, if you want to do a New York accent, tweet next it. Time, yeah. So here's the thing: we I'm haven't gonna, done I'm it. Walk out of the tweet. We haven't se- we segment. haven't done it yet. So if you don't really want to hear it, then don't tweet Joanna and tell her that you that that she should do the New York thing. So then that wouldn't be the sympathy thing. That would be kind of like pushing her in front of a bus, right? Right. Right. I I can't I, I can't think straight. <laughs> it was it's, it's a Twitter segment. It's so long now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hope a lot of this gets cut out. Um, all right. So the last tweet I was going to do is Chris Webb. So um, finally, we had we had a lot of questions this week. So the last question is from Chris Webb. And he said, so is Run Pacer the Gryffindor of the podcast? What house is William E. Dachshund? So did you guys watch the video that he tweeted? No, I didn't actually watch it's, it. It's, it's worth watching. I want to make you guys watch it right now. Because, my, because when I first read it, I was like, Farley's not getting into the school. Let's be honest. <laughs> right. But I, I don't even know what you're talking about. But then after I watched the video, I was like, very well done. Yes, he is the Gryffindor in that video. Okay, so oh, we, man. We, we just took a short break to watch the video. To just take shots at me. <laughs> I get it. No wonder you were hell-bent on us watching that video. Well, I think that it puts it in context. Yeah, it definitely adds more to the tweet. Webb is no longer working at Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was funny. So to go back to the question, yeah, what what was the question? Was is, he's saying that Farley's a Gryffindor? Yeah. So then, what house are you in? Right. What do you think, Joanna? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah i I would say I am also Ravenclaw, uh, based on the criteria, and I also think about like like in today's day, I wouldn't send my kids to Hogwarts. Horrible school. Um, you have. You have this thing that's got like that identifies a quarter of the population of being at risk kids, and they did absolutely nothing to to help those kids that are in the Slytherin house, right? They did absolutely nothing to help these kids, and and in fact encourage them to go down the wrong path. That'd be terrible. Nothing. <laughs> Do you know what he's talking about? I don't think that all Slytherins are evil. They're at risk kids. Well, you say that, but they're resourceful. Mm, all right. Well, this wasn't the way the conversation I thought we were going to have. This is like... Uh, Wait, so where would you send your wizard kids then? It's homeschooled. This is the Harry Potter <laughs> stuff, right? Then they'll yes. be real weird. Talk about <laughs> at risk. Yeah. Uh, is Harry Potter really this popular? Do people know what you're talking about? Yes. Harry Potter to the to kids that are a little younger than I am. Uh, Harry Potter is huge, like it's huge. I just can't relate, right? So I, I mean, to answer his question, would you say that if Farley somehow got into the school, he'd be he'd definitely be a Gryffindor? Yes, I definitely agree with that. Okay, and I I think if we were going back to being in school, then I would say that I would identify with the ones that are like studying and all that kind of stuff. So the Ravenclaws. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. And which one would you be? I'm a Ravenclaw. Well, she's she's already been identified as a Ravenclaw. I've already been her. sorted. 
through her uh, her, her, her magnet. magnet. Who is the guy who punched the other guy? <laughs> what what was he? Slytherin. Yeah. Slytherin. Yeah, they're the, all the evil ones. The, the, he's he's part of the at risk kids that get zero uh, help from the school. Would you 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 think that you would fall into that group? Uh, I would be at risk. Yes. <laughs> yes. In this school, yes, I'd be at risk. <laughs> God, I hope my son is not into this. <laughs> All right, there's your tweets of the week. Is that it? That, yeah, that's it. All right. All right. All See right. you next week. Okay. <laughs> so anticlimactic. <laughs> mm-hmm.